0: Greetings, my friend. Welcome to the podcast show, Touching People for Heaven, with your host, Preacher John. God bless you, my dear friend. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that there will be something here on this show, in this episode, that you're able to use in your life, in the life of your family, in the life of your friends, and in the lives of people you haven't met yet. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Okay, you ready? Let's get started. This is episode number 47 and is titled, Let the Dead Bury Their Dead. (laughs) What a title, right? It's found in Luke chapter 9, verse 60, and I'll read it from the King James Bible. Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. This uh, sorry for the pause. <laughs> Doggone it! I I I try to get everything all lined up, all perfect, all smooth, and every time, and I'm really trying to do better. But when I click that record button on the show software here that records all this and puts it all together, I don't know. It's like something changes because I know now that you're listening <laughs> to me. <laughs> So if you just stop listening, I'll be better, right? That is something. When you see, somebody starts listening to you, all of a sudden you say, oh, I better be saying the right things because they're listening. <laughs> so this show is built around our Sunday prayer letter. It goes out every Sunday morning to our church and to people who are following us on our ministry, our street ministry. We're in Boulder, Colorado. My name is Preacher John, John Shuck. I pastor and build, I pastor and I'm founding this new missionary church here in Boulder and in the state of Colorado. Uh, I travel to nine different cities, including Boulder, to minister, to preach, and to uh, let the Word of God be made known to people, to witness Jesus Christ. Uh, Friday, I was in Denver, first Friday of every month, I go to Denver, second Friday, I go to Golden, third Friday in Nederland, and fourth Friday in Longmont, then when Any month that there's a Fifth Friday, I travel to, uh, like this last month was a Fifth Friday. It was Grand Junction. Uh, The following will be Fort Collins. The following after that will be Burlington. The following after that will be Trinidad. And then we travel every day inside the city limits of Boulder. We have 25 different corners that we are scheduled at on a calendar, exact time, to start, an exact time to end. <clears throat> we start at noon and go all the way to five o'clock, five hours a day. We do preach every day, uh, every Sunday, excuse me, every Sunday at the same location where we have having our church, out, 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 outside church, or, <clears throat> excuse me, I've been drinking some uh, tea, uh, and I guess the tea is uh, better than I thought, but it's Red Zinger, Celestial Seasonings Red Zinger tea. I have just a little bit of honey in it, too. Man, it's uh, really tasty. But we preach at 25 Corners here in the city, and every Sunday we're at 28th and Pearl, from 10 in the morning all the way to 5 p.m. People come and go as they have need, as they're led by the Spirit. Then uh, at different days during the week, we have our homes fellowships, our Bible fellowships, our house churches, I guess, as some people call it. But we preach on the street, six days a week, and we take the Sabbath off. In fact, I'm recording this on my Sabbath day. This is Saturday. It is currently, what day is it? It's uh, February 6th, (laughs) sorry, 2021. And I also write the letter, and then after I write the letter, I use the letter for the script on this show. And you would think I should be resting or not working, and to me, This is not work. It almost feels like I get a chance to uh, sit down with the Holy Spirit. I make a cup of hot tea. I sit down with my Bible. I sit down with my uh, sword searcher Bible software, and uh, I get all my little pieces of paper and little things, and I I just spend time talking about things with the Holy Spirit. And in that Talking with the Holy Spirit or that prayer, some people like to call prayer, or a communion or fellowship with the Holy Spirit, out comes this Sunday prayer letter. So to me, it is just a glorious time to be with the Spirit of God, to take counsel from the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost shows me different scriptures that I didn't know existed. I mean, I knew they existed, but I didn't see them uh, putting—the way He puts them together is unique. And uh, I love that. So he keeps me on my toes and fills me with uh, power to witness, to testify of the mighty and wonderful works of God. So I hope you also are uh, relaxed because this is kind of a difficult letter today. It comes from my personal experiences, so this is uh, not an easy letter to write today. So we start the letter off, and I say, greetings, my friend. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for giving us the Holy Ghost to teach us your word. We love you, Holy Spirit, for all that you are doing with us. You're beautiful. One of the great things about you, Holy Spirit, is your endless teaching of all the things that Jesus taught. While he was here with us, God was manifest in the flesh. So many times we wonder what this or that means, and then you prompt us to ask you, and we do, and you give us the understanding. We also pray, Holy Spirit, that you will help us to not grieve you, whereby we are sealed unto the day of redemption. It seems that our love is boundless for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. In your name, Jesus, we pray, amen. Don't you just love to pray? What was that? You don't pray that much? Oh, my friend, prayer is how we build our relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. Without prayer, we lack the intimacy that is in a marriage. Jesus is our bridegroom. We are his bride, the Lamb's wife. You can reference that in Revelation 21, nine and John 1.29. That's Revelation 21 9 and John chapter 1 verse 29. If you, my friend, are here reading or even listening to this show on this podcast, and you don't have this relationship, nor understand what I'm talking about, then maybe you are not born again. This is what the scripture teaches us about being born again. John three, three. It says, Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. John 3, 7 is recorded. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. This is Jesus teaching a very smart and intelligent man the mystery of the kingdom of God. Even today, we should listen to what Jesus taught this important man. The next scripture here, Peter makes a key comment on why being born again is vitally important. It's in 1 Peter 1, 23. Being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. Realize that being born again is by faith, not by works, not by intelligence, not by believing in some mystical New Age mantra or guru or idol of any kind. To come to God by faith is to come like as a little child, like a child comes to their parent for help. Then that good parent teaches their child the ways of God. Amen? In these next few scriptures, Jesus goes on teaching why and what and how and when, and the type of information that was good for that key man, and now also good for all of us to know and to understand, maybe so that we too can teach it to someone else who needs to be born again. It's John 3, 6, John 3, verse 6, that which is born of the flesh is flesh, that which is born of the spirit is spirit. John three eight. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst tell whence it cometh and whether it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. John three, seventeen and eighteen, for God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Then, how do we get born again? It's right here in this next scripture. It's in John 3.16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I'm going to read that one more time because too many people, when they hear the words John 3, 16, they immediately think they know what that means. But let's go, let's do the scripture slower this time. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. You know, you can even be more street preacher-like, (laughs) kind of like me, (laughs) and simply say something like, give Jesus a call. His number is Romans 10, 13. (laughs) I say that all the time. (laughs) You know, my simple prayer of faith was, Jesus, if you're real, here I am. I mean, (laughs) anyways, I don't want to go even further than that, but people make leading people to Jesus so complicated and so complex and so scientific and so mental that they miss it. And that's why I meet people on the street. This is a sidebar, by the way. It's not on my letter. I'm sorry. I should have notified you. But I meet people on the street that know the Bible. Oh, man, they know the Bible a hundred times better than I know it, 10,000 times better than I know it. But what I do know is they don't know Jesus Christ. I know Jesus Christ. They don't know Jesus Christ, but they know the Bible, and I don't know the Bible as well as they know the Bible. Now, who is saved? The one who really, really knows the Bible fore and aft? I mean, there's nothing they don't know. I mean, they have memorized cover to cover the entire Old and New Testament. Or a guy like me who doesn't have what it takes to memorize, even though he's tried for decades, but believes Jesus Christ is his Savior. He's born again. You see, I run into people who know the scriptures. They have mentally ascended to salvation, they think. And they talk like they're saved. They act like they're saved. But I can just hear Jesus saying, I never knew you. Man, I know these letters sometimes are tough. These even these podcasts are pretty tough, too. But we'll get off that sidebar and we'll get back into our letter. How's that sound? Let me scroll down here just a second. There we are. Well, we are off and running again with another Sunday prayer letter. As you can clearly tell, we are an evangelist missionary church. We preach the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God into salvation to everyone that believeth. And that, my friend, is as simple as it is to become born again. Amen? Amen. In the previous Sunday prayer letter, we talked about the seed called the Word of God is not bound. This is in 2 Timothy 2, nine in the King James Bible. In this Sunday prayer letter, we are going to discuss the seed called let the dead bury their dead. Which, and I'm going to go back, let the dead bury their dead. The Holy Spirit, when I got that title, He wanted me to look, this is a sidebar, another sidebar, not in the letter, but the word verde is their is t h e i r which refers to the person owning that thing I mean, in other words if you know if you if you have a friend it's it's, it's not it's your friend it's there i mean it's not t h e r e like someplace, it's it's a personalized i'm not an english teacher but anyway it's t h e i r for those who no English. <laughs> I flunked English, sorry. <laughs> but, anyways, I, he just wanted me to know that T H E I R was really important. <laughs> so I just thought I'd make that important on the show. <laughs> okay. All right. So, let the dead bury their dead, which keys off an event that happened to me personally this week, and one that the Holy Ghost is going to use to teach us something very important to what Jesus said to a couple of people. Are you ready? <laughs> Our key text is Luke 9.60, And Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. At first glance, we might think, Wow, how crude or cruel is Jesus? However, in further understanding, we can see this is very important to understand. All too often, we breeze over a scripture without stopping or listening, sort of like what everyone who crosses a railroad crossing Should do, but does not. Just think, if every single person ever would simply stop, look, listen, there would not have been a someone killed just now. Do you get it? So stop often as you read the word of truth. Look into the living water of the word of truth and listen to the spirit of the word of truth. You know, many times in our life, uh, we are asked to do something that is contrary to what God has told us to do. At this point, we must make a decision. Now comes the hard part: do we choose to go with friends and family, or do we choose to go with God? There has been a few times that um, people have come to me for counsel on this similar topic, or rather, question. As a minister, this could be a defining moment in your ministry because what you say will lead that person to God or away from God. Can you see that being a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ can be a daunting task if we rely on our spirit and mind to answer and to counsel? Right here would be a good location to stop, look, and listen. Okay? Okay. Let's go on into what exactly is Jesus talking about and what other scriptures can we search for and see more clearly into the living water. Here's one. Luke 15:32. It was meet that we should make merry and be glad for this thy brother was dead and is alive again and was lost and is found. What does this have to do with let the dead bury their dead? Well, let's look at it. This refers to preaching the gospel. If we all do, if all we do, now listen, if all we do is bury the dead and never talk to them about Jesus Christ before they die, then we make an eternal mistake. So then, go preach the gospel. You see, it's so simple. That means it's not too complicated nor confusing. Just tell people that. Jesus Christ is Lord. Then allow the Spirit of God to move on that person. It's not your spirit that moves on that person, no. So then don't make it so, okay? This one here is a tough one. It's 1 Timothy 5, 6. But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth. Let me say that again. It's 1 Timothy 1st 1 no, Timothy chapter 5 verse 6 But she that liveth in pleasure is dead while she liveth After you tell her about Jesus Christ is Lord and she decides that Jesus is not real and that God is not real and that all this gospel stuff is stupid then she makes her decision okay good On to the next one. Let God be God. Stop being God and relax and rest in hope. I know. Okay, I get it. This bothers you. Here's what I do and what I tell everyone that is interested. Give her a gospel track. Ask her. Let's pray. And then get her first name and put her first name in your prayer book and now daily mention her name to God in prayer. In this way, you are interceding for her soul, and she doesn't need to know what you are doing. Why? <laughs> Simple, because she doesn't believe it. You just be faithful and pray for her. Then one day, the Holy Ghost will lead her and you together, or someone else, and the right words and the Spirit will confirm the Word of God with signs following, and she will believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and be born again by the Spirit of God. Now, wasn't that easy? (laughs) Wasn't that easy? It is easy, my friend. It is so easy to preach the gospel of Christ. And why, this is a sidebar, by the way, (laughs) and why isn't it that people don't do it? I have a lot of answers to that quest, one question, but uh, I'm not going to get into them on this letter. But that's uh, something to think about, okay? Let's go on with the letter. This next scripture provides us a little different perspective. It's in 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Now, how does this relate to let the dead bury their dead? Good question. Let's see what the answer is. To be in Christ is not to be in the world. In Christ is to be born again. Christ is God who shed his precious blood on his cross where he was crucified, the place called Calvary. In Christ is to be justified freely by his grace through the redemption. That is in Christ Jesus. We are sanctified in Christ Jesus. We have hope in Christ. Can you begin to see and understand that to be in Christ Jesus is the only way to eternal life? To put this another way, as per Romans 3.10, so clearly states, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. Okay, there you go. No argument there. Either the word is truth and it's correct or it's not. Let me say that again. Either the word of truth is correct or it is not. And I'm going to say it one more time. Either the word of truth is correct or it's not. But we just said the word is truth. We just said it, right? The word of truth. Therefore, it is the word of truth. Truth is not a lie. Truth comes from Jesus. Lie comes from Satan. Simple. The above scripture says this. The one we just read here up in, uh, let's see, it's 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Well, this scripture says, old things are passed away. Is that what it says? Well, let me just read it again, just to make sure that that's what it says. Old things are passed away. Okay. Then that is the truth. Believe the truth. Stop believing the lie. Do not believe the lie. Amen? Okay. So be it. <laughs> okay. Enough said on that. Let's go back to our scripture for this letter. Luke 9:60. Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. The reason I am writing this peculiar word is I received an email about going to a funeral. The very moment I began to ask the Lord what he wanted me to do, this scripture immediately came to me. I let it go. Because I didn't want to receive this word. I wanted something else. I continued in prayer over the next couple hours on the request about the funeral. The Lord gave me another scripture, Matthew 8.22. It says the same thing, Matthew 8.22. But Jesus said unto him, follow me and let the dead bury their dead. Now I have two corresponding words. Okay, I got a question for you then. Where is that in the Bible? Okay, here it is. It's in 2 Corinthians 13.1. This is the third time I'm coming to you. In the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. If we believe the word of truth is to, let me say that again. If we believe the word of truth to be the truth, then this settles the issue. I am one who believes the Word of God to be the Word of Truth. I am one who believes the Word of God to be the Word of Truth. I believe God's Word. I believe the Holy Bible that is written in the King James Version. I am a King James Bible preacher. I don't use any other book to preach from. I use only the pure Word of God. I am held accountable to the Word of God. The Word of God will check me later on. So now, what do I do about this funeral? I write back and I say, I will not be attending due to Luke 960 and Matthew 13.1. Simple. Tough. Difficult. Not easy to do. Feeling hurt. People not getting it. People accusing me. People cutting me off. And the repercussions may continue for years. What does preacher John Shuck do about it? I will do the word of God. Where is that in the Bible? <laughs> it's right here. Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart, and lean not on thine own understanding. Can you, need, can you now um, see why so many believers fall away from the Lord Jesus Christ? Yeah, Really? Luke nine sixty, Jesus said unto him, Let the dead bury their dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. Is the life of a Christian an easy one? Can we as Christians live the way we want without repercussions? When we say yes to Christ, do we say no to the world? What can a Christian do when faced with life-changing decisions? The way I read the word of truth, the only answer is John fourteen fifteen. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Thank you, my friend, for hearing me out in the Sunday prayer letter. It was a uh, most difficult one to write. Cause it is a part, because it is a part of my life, my real life. Many of these letters come from my life, and this is why I pour my heart into every single letter. I do it because I love my Lord Jesus Christ, and I love you, my dear friend. I love you. Amen. So the letter is signed respectfully in Jesus. I give my initials on the below, that is JC, my initials, and below my initials are three scriptures, John fourteen fifteen. if you love me, keep my commandments. John fifteen ten. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. John fifteen eleven. These things have I spoken unto you, that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. Amen and amen. So this is my Sunday prayer letter. It's written Saturday, February 6th. 2021 at 5 20 p.m. in boulder colorado it's written by john shuck street preacher church builder founding pastor and missionary god bless you my friend i hope i see you somewhere on the streets or somewhere in one of the cities that i travel to if not we will definitely see you in heaven if you know jesus christ if you don't know jesus christ just give jesus a call his number is real easy to remember it's romans 10:13. 13 romans 10:13. 13 write that down buddy you may need it someday God bless you, my friend. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.